Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I get to welcome one of the most analytical minds through FCSI I've ever met. He's got over 50 years of restaurant industry experience, including operations, new store openings, and training manuals. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Compass Restaurant Research and Consulting, Mr. Steve Critchlow. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hi, Wade. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Um, as I said before, you're one of the most analytical minds I've ever met in, in FCSI's history. And uh, it's always so fun to get to talk to you because you are always on top of trends, research, and uh, I I dig that type of stuff. So I'm kind of a tech techie nerd like with that. So I, I absolutely love it. Um, before we get started, as you know, we, we kind of uh, want to get to know our members a little bit better and let the world know all about you. So tell me uh, a little bit about your background, how you got your start in the industry and what led you into being an independent consultant at this point. Well, I grew up on a farm environment, so I had a very strong, hard work ethic. My grandparents had a farm, spent uh, weekends and summers from the time I can remember four or five years old planting seeds and things like that. So that is the background to my work ethic, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, when I turned 16, I went and got a job at McDonald's part-time after school. Again, the work ethic was so strong, I wanted to be the best employee, so I learned every position and became the store trainer while I was still in high school. Wow. Uh, a, couple of years, yeah. <laughs> a couple of years later, I went to Burger King, uh, where I met the first person, uh, the strong influencer in my background, I guess you'd say. Okay. His name was Hardy Kazlas. He was just the store manager. <clears throat> Excuse me, but he made work so much fun and enjoyable that I switched my career choice from education to <clears throat> the restaurant industry. Really? Uh, yeah. So you had somebody at a fast food restaurant make it so much fun that you changed careers. I, you might be the first person yeah. in history to ever absolutely love your fast food job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't like smelling like hamburgers or getting really cool from, <clears throat> from your school peers, but uh, when you got to work, it was always fun. So Good. he taught me some very uh, critical things to the foundation, I guess, of uh, my career. One of the things he taught me was, um, you know, the restaurant business is really the people business. Mm -hmm. We just happen to sell food. So in that genre, that's where the have fun, enjoy yourself at work. And he had a, a motto that we lived by. I was the uh, cashier. And he said, you, you imagine everybody wants to feel important. So every customer, you imagine they have four initials stamped in their forehead, MMFI, make me feel important. And with that as a background, you know, that's kind of how I built my career on uh, as a turnaround specialist. Always treat the customer. Yeah, they're not always right, but you make them feel like they're always right. So absolutely. Uh, so then, um, stayed with that that level. I was a troubleshooter for that chain in 1980. I became the youngest franchisee in the Burger King system, oh. and at that point, I happened to meet Norm Brinker. He was the second most influential person in my career. Um, when I was 28, I went to the board meeting because they were going to have this big press conference announcing my, uh, to the press and everything else, youngest kid gets, you know, yeah. rags to riches story. And um, 
I got it. I called the meeting and I didn't have the money to pay them. And they said, well, you called this meeting. What's the deal? And I said, well, I'm going to make you a deal. You can't refuse. The Godfather movies were out. <laughs> and uh, the deal was uh, I asked them to finance my store for the first year, which they eventually did. First and only time Burger King's ever done that. But wow. uh, Norm Brinker was in the back of the room and he made a comment. He said the rest of the room was filled with press and VPs and everybody got all upset. Why'd you call this meeting? And Norm Brinker said, um, well, let's hear the kid out. He's got a lot of tenacity to do this. And yeah. so that impressed me that he gave me the audience. And yeah. uh, later on, he came up to Oklahoma City where I was at and to visit. And uh, some of the things I learned from him was, he said, life is all about the details. He said, focus on the small things. He said, the big things will take care of themselves. And he says, always try to do better. And he said, yeah. so if you see a job done this way, is there a way to do it better? So those were some of the takeaways from Norm. Yeah. Um, and uh, other parts of my career, I was with Burger King for 18 years. I was a multi-unit operator franchisee for Popeye's, Sonic Drive-In, and CC's Pizza. So a very extensive background in yeah. um, operations troubleshooter, uh, innovator. I helped create the drive-through system for Burger King years ago before there was drive-through in the uh, fast food industry pretty much. <clears throat> and um, so then I'm, I'm evolved into what I do now, the independent research provider and consultant. Um, along their way in my career, I had an opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, to do some consulting work for my uh, Miami subs and then um, checkers double drive through in their early years uh, worked with some subway franchisees and just recently finished up a project with a uh, group of stores in South Florida so okay. a lot of involvement with operational um, business restructuring development for restaurants and then um, kind of morphed into the research that I do. I have a extensive Rolodex of contacts because I also in the 90s helped create the serve safe program that's in the restaurant industry oh, wow. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And in that um, experience, I met a host of uh, other operators, franchisors, franchisees, and just stayed in touch and uh, turned that uh, into a resource for launching my research program, yeah. if you will. Isn't it amazing how we've talked about this with other consultants as well, how if, if there's anybody that, that exudes the fact that you never burn a bridge and you keep in contact with people you meet over your career, it's certainly you. Um, you know, you've made a, not only did it get you through being youngest franchisee and, and multi-units and, and now you're consultant only because you just, treated people nice and you stayed in touch with them even after you left. And, and that's a, a big lesson I think for anybody in today's uh, whether you're 15 or 50, it doesn't matter. You know, you just don't burn a bridge. And, and so I think that's a, a great example of, of what, um, what we should do as human beings anymore is everybody is still a human being, treat each other well, stay in touch. And you never know where that next lead or job lead or friend may come from from hardy and from norm's input i learned and that's one of my 
attribute skills. It's helping people develop. Yeah. It, it's the, to use the term developing people isn't correct because, you know, the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make <laughs> them drink. But a good teacher can make them thirsty. So yeah, exactly. Part, part of the aspect is to to help people develop, take yeah. their talents or skills and their willingness and then help them be a better person or a better manager or yeah. maybe their career path is different. So help them. Yeah. Get on their right career path. So, so, as a consultant, I mean, what are you focusing on now? Is I mean, obviously you do the research, but on the consulting side, are there a couple segments maybe, or are there a couple specialties that you've got that you'd want the audience to know about? Uh, operational consultant is probably the strongest suit. Research naturally, um, yeah. as I do research for all kinds of stakeholders in the industry, and um, you know. Uh, human development and uh, strategic planning okay that covers a lot of territory infrastructure yeah. taking it to the next level so those sure. are my key attributes right now okay. I guess. what's one thing about steve that most people would not know when they meet you maybe it's a, a <laughs> hobby or something like that you've got that they would never be able to guess i'm a superhero wow <laughs> that's that's impressive in today's avengers world and and that's that's really good to see one of my grandkids uh, grew up homeschooled and didn't have a lot of uh, friends, and he created his own superhero. And, and uh, whenever Papa would come along, I was his sidekick. So <laughs> it, it kind of evolved. His name was Storm Boy, and mine is Moonbeam. Um, <laughs> in fact, I've even got my own hat and uh, logo. Oh, and, that uh, is awesome. So every every time we get together for an event or something, we the, the kids get together and we play superheroes. Uh, my name being Moonbeam, my attributes is I'm the sage advisor <laughs> and I stir the imagination and um, some of my utility belt is uh, Moon Pies. So oh, I, very good. I, I, I spoil them, sugar them up and send them home. That's so kind of what we do. You're kind of like the Marvel version of the Eternals and uh, except you actually supply snacks. So I love yeah. that. So yeah, we, very good. We, the the grandkids each time we get together one one of the grandkids has to come up with a storyline with you know a subject and then some of the attributes and then we'll sit around a fire pit and uh, we'll tell I have to tell a story based on whatever they bring as a <laughs> that's awesome subject. So anyway. <laughs> what is one piece of advice you give to somebody thinking whether they are thinking of a career change or maybe coming out of uh, hospitality school or, or business administration or something what's one piece of advice you'd give them if they're thinking about becoming a food service consultant keep an open mind always be learning you know, the person who thinks he knows it all really has a lot to learn. You, you, yeah. you never know it all. And um, do your best. Life's a journey. Enjoy the ride. That, yeah. That's well said. That's kind of, yeah. Absolutely. You know, so you, you do obviously a lot of research about the industry. Um, is there any trends in the last, obviously, before COVID, probably maybe before, right now a little bit, but are there any trends that have surprised you in the past that you didn't see coming? The um, I guess with the COVID, the resiliency in the restaurant industry, the first couple of days, I did reach out to a lot of contacts. And the first response was a lot of doom and gloom and I'm going to yeah. go bankrupt. And uh, I, I, within 10 days, I cycled back with other calls. And it was inspiring to hear their change of heart, how that 
you know, we had been in rough times before. We'll weather this. Some yeah. of them didn't, but the yeah. attitude shift and the resiliency they displayed um, to make it work. Uh, yeah. There's two McDonald's franchisees around me. <clears throat> One of them has got 60 stores. He's opened up his dining rooms. It's it's mismatch of uh, sales trends for the dining room open. The other franchisee's got six stores. He hasn't opened his stores and he doesn't plan to. So the resiliency for that example is one has proven that it's you can open and still function uh, in a situation conditionally. And the other one is saying his attitude is he just looks for a new channel and he's dependent on uh, takeout, delivery and drive through. Very good. So, well, because you do a lot of research as well, I you know, I have to put you on the hot seat. I would be amiss if I didn't. <laughs> Is there any predictions for 2022 and beyond that you see? I mean, we're we're we've been through a rough spot with the in the hospitality industry as a whole. Um, where do you see it becoming out as we come out of COVID more and more and more vaccinations and and the world opening up more? Where do you see us moving towards in the next uh, 12 to 24 months? This COVID crisis has dramatically changed society, business, everything. And and one thing I've seen in projecting, if you will, is that the the industry is going to have to change to be uh, to keep up. The consumers already changed. They've changed yeah. their habits. They've changed their attitudes. Uh, they set new perimeters and preferences for their experiences and expectations. So. The industry's got to keep up. And, and then, again, the fluidity that has to exhibit is QSRs don't have to do a lot of adjustments. They've proven they can be successful during right. the pandemic. Casual dining, fine dining is where the adjustments are going to have to be. Yeah. Uh, adapting more technology. The, the technology is going to supernova speed here for everyone. Yeah. And so I think the industries we're going to see smaller restaurants, a bigger growth in off-premise, uh, technology abounding, more sophisticated equipment um, that can do multifunctions or ma- managed better by technology. So very good. Well, thanks, Steve. That's that's all the questions I've got for you on the formal side today. But before I let you go, I've got a series of would you rather questions that I would love to ask to kind of peel back the curtain of Steve. Um, so I'll just jump right into these. Um, would you rather tell bad knock knock jokes to everyone you meet? Or talk about yourself in the third person for the rest of your life. Knock knock jokes. Uh, would you rather be famous as a comedian or be famous as a musician? Musician. Would you rather vacation in a luxury penthouse or out in the wilderness? Wilderness. Would you rather ride the scariest roller coaster in the world or bungee jump from the tallest bridge in the world? Scariest roller coaster. <laughs> would you rather eat a bowl full of jelly beans or a bowl full of Skittles? Skittles. Would you rather know all the secrets to outer space or know all the secrets to the ocean? Ocean. Would you rather never have to do laundry again or never have to do dishes again? Uh, Laundry. Would you rather eat the most expensive dessert in the world or drink the most expensive champagne in the world? Champagne. Would you rather be more technologically inclined or better with people? People. Would you rather give up coffee or soda for a year or go without brushing your teeth for a year? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> you're going to withdrawal without coffee, um, but you'll get over the withdrawal. So let's go with the brushing. The, go, go without coffee and soda first. Okay. And the last one I've got for you is, would you rather fight three half-sized clones of yourself 
or one full size clone of yourself? One full size because I know what my weaknesses are. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Steve, tell everybody, uh, uh, tell the audience here a little bit how they can get in touch with you and find you. Sure, uh, they can go to compassrcr.com or Steve at compassrcr.com. That's my company website. That's the best way to get in contact. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. A huge thank you to Steve for joining us today. We can't do shows like this without members like yourself. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And to turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on any future episodes. But until then, cheers. Cheers.